The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me is Michelle the Great. Everybody loves her, just like our guest today, Michelle Yu. Michelle, what's going on? Hey, Billy. You know, you didn't say parts unknown because you know exactly where I am, but I just found out you were somewhere completely different. Yes, I am in Lexington, Kentucky uh, over uh, COVID at the end, whenever COVID was uh, back in December. uh, We bought a house in downtown Lexington and we've been working on it for a while and it's almost done. And we are here in Lexington. I will be at Keeneland tomorrow. And, uh, you know, as I told uh, a lot of people and I thought I had told you, you know, I want I want to move little red feather a little bit i'm going to do some more back in the midwest and back east um i i think we've we've done as i hope you would agree very well in southern california and our roots are there but um i think there's there's more to be conquered so to speak so we're, we're trying to broaden our horizons so does that mean that you leave like gary in charge of socal now well gary will be uh he's there uh i like uh-huh. to feel that i am a total control freak when it comes to the horses well yeah so you're will... the managing partner so i'm like <laughs> i will the still now? i will still i will still be there i plan on being there the weekend of the 17th we have a bunch of horses running and uh then i'll be at the obs sale back here for derby and then i'll be back in southern california so i'm not going to miss oh, many races no. we had a big weekend last week and ran a bunch so um I love being at the races when our horses win. I think you know that. And so I will be back. But tomorrow, guess what? I'm gonna... Is that as much fun? What's I say it again? I said, is it as much fun when you go to the races and your horses lose? No, it's horrific. <laughs> but you're not going to win every time and you have to know that. And that's one of the lessons right? we've learned on the owner's box is that uh, manage expectations to the best of your ability and have fun no matter what. Those are two key things. But I wanted to tell you, uh, tomorrow I'm going to be at Keeneland with JK. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. We're going to the green room where I've been told I can wear flip-flops. Ah, uh, the green room. Yeah. So uh, I've never been to the green room. Just, can you get like a sneak peek on what his little like outfit line's going to be? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. We'll be with JK, who ha- of course has the great show here on In, uh, the, in, in the Money Media. And uh, he and uh, Pete do their show. Uh, do you know I can't say Pete's last name? Fornatel. I know. That's you know, I always ones. say Fortitelli. Is, like, is that like you use guys? Yeah, use guys. Use guys. Fortitelli. Well, Fortitelli. We, we have a great show. Uh, Costandino Demetrius Hronis is coming. Is that on his the show. full name? Yes, he gave it to me today. Costandino. Wow. So we're going to call him Costa, but uh, that's his full name. We like using full names here on the Owner's Box. He's coming up. Uh, we're going to have we have a great interview with Costa. He was been on the show before, but obviously uh, we can get to three things of note. And number one has got to be all the derby preps. And you might as well start with, I think I know which one you thought was the most impressive. And it's Coastal Source. 
Yeah, for sure. Rock Your World was the most impressive over the weekend, in my opinion. He tried dirt for the first time in the Santa Anita Derby, which was a pretty big field after the scratch of Life is Good. And he did a lot of the early lifting and he did all the late running. Um, he finished up super strong with a massive gallop out. I mean, this horse looked tremendous. I thought he was a complete toss. Uh, this is how much I know really? about horse racing. Yes, he had, I only uh, used two horses in there. Slow numbers on, on the sheets, and I did not think he would just immediately take to the dirt. And guess what? I was wrong. Where wow. where Billy was right. <laughs> Nowhere. Where Billy <laughs> was wrong. Use, I everywhere. only used two horses in some of my tickets, him and uh, Medina Spirit. Well, I and then like I went deep in one leg. I used also Dream Shake and uh Defunded. Although defunded was the horse I didn't really like, but I got caught up in the buzz the of defunded, everyone liking him. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think so too. Um, anyway, that was a, a very very impressive effort. Effort. Congratulations okay, to Costa. Okay, so what Costa. did you think? Well, I, first of all, um, I, and congratulations to John Sadler and Costa's partner, Michael Tala. Michael Tala. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought he was very impressive. I also liked the bluegrass uh, with essential quality remaining okay, undefeated. Pause real quick. Yep. Before the bluegrass, did you look at the paper and say, I like the bluegrass? Well, I like essential quality. I, I think he's really consistent. I think he's really good. He's undefeated. Brad Cox is obviously obviously pressing all the right buttons. And I did like highly motivated. I, I spoke to Chad Brown when I was at Gulfstream, and he kind of hinted that he really liked his horse that day. In fact, I, I played his horse that day, and I thought the horse ran really well. Um, I believe it was his first time two turns. And I think both of those horses are capable let's say, of, mm -hmm. of, of being a major factor in the Kentucky Derby. So I did like that race, Michelle. Um, I'm sorry to say. I know you obviously didn't. No, go, I just felt like I do a like little derby prep synopsis kind of show for yeah. Instagram for my racehorse. I've seen that. Okay, so like my I loved your hair thing, last time. It was all over. Oh, it was great because I, like, I, like, I felt like I watched 150 different versions of every race. Um, I just didn't think that like the bluegrass was all it was cracked up to be. And like I said, if like, I listen, I if thought those quality were the two best won by, like, five, I didn't think that yeah. it was a good race, but it ended up being a good race in the end because someone looked him in the eye and he turned him away. So it actually ended up being better than I thought it was going to be. But on paper, I was like, wah, wah. I like it. I liked it. Um, I'll tell you a fun fact. I love a fun the, fact. The winner of the Wood Memorial, who was Bourbonic. Okay. The winner and the runner-up of the Bluegrass are all owner-breeder connections. So Calumet for Bourbonic, uh, Godolphin for Essential Quality, and Clarevich for Highly Motivated. I think that's really fun when it's a homebred situation. And to have so many of them is really cool. I think it's very cool, too, and I like the fun facts. Can we make that a segment? Yeah, right? <laughs> Only when I have them, Billy. Okay. Uh, well, here's, right. here's point number two. Ready point for this, Michelle? Two, Ready for this? Are our three things of note? Yes. Fans. Back in action. I have to tell you, um, it was a little surreal uh, having that many people. That's the first time that many people have been at the track because you and I, or at least I have been going to the track, you know, even during the pandemic last year at Del Mar, we would go to the track and there'd be two or 300 people there. It was nothing. Um, so to really have a crowd there was something and it was really exciting and I could see Keeneland. I'm excited to go to Keeneland this week because it looked like there was a ton of people at Keeneland and it's just... You know, it horse like racing. There were a ton of people at Keeneland with no masks. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, I just there. It, this is about 
this is what it's about. It's about the fans. I mean, this is this is who drives our business. You could say the owners do it or the breeders do it or the horses do it or the jockeys do it or whoever. But really, what's it all about? It's about these fans. It's about the people who come out and they, they bet on the horses and they root for the horses and they cheer for you and they yell at you when you lose, which is often with me. And it's I, I just it was great. That's all I can say. It was great to have people back. How did you feel? It was. It felt so good on track, looking back and seeing all the people behind us and knowing they were all here as like race fans that like had to go through, you know, sometimes like, oh, they just show up and whatever. Like every fan there had to like go online and plan to come to the races and to have such an amazing turnout. I thought it was awesome. I loved the feel. I loved the ambiance that we had. I thought it was really cool for um, some of the newer riders to get to experience. Yeah, All three of the apprentices point. have never ridden in front of people, right? Yeah, great So point. the fact I know that Jesse they got to do really that, excited. I think, was cool. I saw she... Jess at least three times get stopped by little girls that wanted her uh, goggles. And awesome. I know that she had talked about that before, like on like a news segment. Like that's what she was looking forward to most was getting to give her goggles to like little girls that look up to her. That's amazing. Um, so that her. was really cool. It brings a tear to my eye and a little chills. Now, something else that gave me chills over the weekend was point of note number three, which is Gamine. The re- wait, the return of Gamine. How was that? That was that was good. The return of Gamine. The return of Gamine. I mean, she is she is something. I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, she listen, she was 1-9. to nine. She should have been 1-9. to nine. She dominated that race, as she should have, uh, which was the loss, grade 3 loss of Laura's. Uh, Michael Lund- For a Patterson, second, I was Peterson? like, oh, it's not Ma- going to be all that exciting. Yeah, and then, and then, like, Johnny V let her out a notch and gave her one little tap, and all of a sudden she was ahead by, like, 15. Yeah, Bob Baffert, of course. Um, I flew uh, – we were on different airlines, but uh, Johnny V and I were at the airport together on Sunday night, and I said, well, what's that like? What's that right? He goes, I just have to keep her straight. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to point her in the right direction. Which is not easy with her, to be honest. She's so she, fast. I mean, she runs with her head sideways. So. I mean, she's so fast and so gifted, and it's really neat. And, and I, I really look forward to her having a big year, whatever they decide to do. Wouldn't, I kind of – I never like to say this, but I'd like to see her against the boys, like, sprinting, like, seven-eighths. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what race that is off the top of my head, or maybe the Met Mile even. Is that crazy? to think about that mm, no but you know you know it was crazy to me was that uh, i saw somewhere that but baffert said i can't wait to stretch her out i'm like wait what i saw that too i thought that was weird why are we stretching her back out that is weird I, I mean like is there something wrong with being just like the fastest sprinter there's nothing wrong with being the fastest sprinter or, or what i am right now is the fattest sprinter oh my gosh well you and i can I thought we were going to like peer pressure each other into being. We really are, but I can't. I went, I had to buy a blazer today to go to Keeneland, Michelle, and I don't even want to tell you what size (laughs) I had to buy. Anyway, those are our three things of note. Uh, We will be right back with uh, Costa. Oh, wait, 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 wait. One more thing. One more thing. Did you listen to the poem I wrote? I did. I was going to do that at the end. Oh, I oh but I'll do it now. Michelle, first of all, let me say you were fantastic last week on your own with the interview. Oh, I listened to the whole thing. It was awesome. And second of all, the poem, the nursery rhyme was the greatest. I did not bet on any of my horses, even though most of them <laughs> lost. I had pick threes, pick fours. I think that's fair. That's okay to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I really appreciated it. I thought it was amazing. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back with Costa. The Owner's Box is brought to you by Midnight Storm, standing at TaylorMade Stallions. His first two-year-olds through the ring sold for $240,000 and $140,000 at OBS March. Can you believe that, Michelle? Yes, I can, actually, because I saw them work. Okay. 
first yearlings in 2020 sold for 200000 to Maverick Racing, Windstar, 185 to Nakoma Blockstop, Bloodstock, 180000 to Woodford Thoroughbreds. And I heard this Woodford Thoroughbreds can really run. I think he's going to April. He's a, Midnight Tarm is a seven-time graded stakes winner, grade one winner on the turf, grade two winner, grade one placed on the dirt. Can you guess his four fastest buyer numbers, Michelle? Uh, 110 and 109. On the turf, that's correct. What about on the dirt? Mm, 105, 106? 106, 107. Ran 133 flat. The uh, 110 I know because I see it on ads. Oh, there you go. Well, look for Midnight Storm's first two-year-olds to race this spring and contact Travis White at TaylorMade. I'm just going to give out his direct number, 859-881-6153. That's Midnight Storm standing at TaylorMade. And we're back on the owner's box with a very special guest, one of our favorite people and a lot of people's favorite person, Costandino Demetrius Ronas. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show today, mister. <laughs> Thank you, Billy. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for having me. What, what's it like to um, be liked by so many people? Because Michelle and I don't, don't have that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, in all honesty. Um, I mean, wait, no, this like, is not. This no, is like just, not a joke, right? Because most most horse racing people, I feel like, are super jaded, and anytime someone does good, they want to like hate and you know say bad things. And like anytime you win a race, they're like, "Yay, it's Costa! We yeah. love the How does that happen? How, how do we get like that? I don't. I guess I'm just having. I guess I'm just enjoying this this horse ownership so much, and I'm surrounded by such great people, and I've met a lot of people like both of you i mean i've just made some great friends and you know i've always said i don't fish i don't hunt i don't golf i just just i i, I work hard i love my wife and and i got into horse racing so um it's it's just been a blast and i i love cheering for for john sadler and the guys in the barn and um you know as you get to meet all them in the backside you see how much hard work and everything's into this so yeah, whenever good things happen to anybody, you have to cheer because you you have that you've experienced that, so you know what they're going through. So it's it's just fun for me, I guess. You mentioned your wife Stephanie. Do you think that it's partly or actually mostly that people root for you guys because of her? <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt she, she's really good. She is. She, she, she's yeah. And, and, and she's really into it nowadays. I mean, when you first started, Stephanie, you know, she was kind of on the sidelines. Now she's on boards. She comes to the track, I believe, even more often than she used to. What has what what turned? I guess because we spend about 50 out of 52 weekends a year at the racetrack. So I guess she just <laughs> by default, she had to learn to love it and get involved. And uh, so that's uh, I mean, you talk about a blessing for me. I mean, it's uh, it's nice when, you know, there's no question what we're doing you know each weekend it's uh she's away away from everything else in her life and this is this has become the forefront and she i mean you can tell she loves it you can see that that smile on the way to the winner's circle the other day was something that i'm sure you treasured and everybody does they root for you and 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 we love it when you have success obviously you've had a lot of success look we can go back to accelerate hope horse of the year we can go back to stellar wind there's a million horses on the way what is it like now to have this major derby fever with Rock Your World? Yeah, this is this is new. We've just we don't run horses early. We don't run two year olds very often. Very very few times that we even ever ran as a two year old. So to have a three year old that's ready to go, you know, two turns on the dirt the first week in May and 
and have him perform the way they performed. I mean, you know, my hats off to John Sadler and his horsemanship to have the foresight. And, and I mean, we've just, like I said, we've never done this before. It's always been, we've always been very, very cautious and very um, um, slow to bring them along and let them mature. And, you know, we always end up like Accelerate, like Catalina Cruiser. We've always ended up with a really nice horse, you know, an older horse because we haven't really pushed. But this guy just kind of blossomed and uh, was ready to go. And so we pushed the buttons. You, you you mentioned that you started him on the turf. His first two races were on the grass. He was really impressive sprinting. Then he stretched out. When give us a little insight as the discussions with John and your partner, Mr. Talia, um, about taking a shot here in the Santa Anita Derby. Yeah, I think the first race I think was kind of like just because of default, we wanted to go short. There was no maiden special weight on the dirt available, and the turf race came up, and he was ready to go. So I think just that just kind of happened, and it would be easier for him on the turf just to kind of give him his first race. It's a little little easier surface to go on. So um, that was John's decision to, to, to start him off that way. And to be honest with you, the minute he went by the finish line, John said, you know what, we're going to go into Pasadena and see what we have, and we're going to give him another chance to mature. It's only his second race. We don't want to – he didn't want to put him up in the San Felipe against the Baffert Monsters, and, and right off the bat, he just wanted to kind of see what he had. And I think we he felt really good about it, um, who who was who he had and what kind of horse he had. And he wanted to bring him along at his on his schedule. So the Pasadena fit the schedule, and he was impressive there, and he finished up really strong. His gallop outs have just been mm-hmm. amazing. So the distance didn't seem to ever be a question. And then. Um, we were going to run the Santa Anita Derby no matter who was in it because we like to run at home. It's just we don't travel around a lot. We just we like to we work hard Monday through Friday. It's hard to get to a race, and I didn't want to miss it. So John put him. That, that, I think the plan from day one after the Pasadena was if he's ready to go, we'll put him in the Santa Anita Derby. I'm a little surprised now, Costa, hearing that all along. You guys have thought he was a dirt horse because from a pedigree standpoint, knowing his siblings, I think we all just automatically thought turf and you guys look like geniuses putting him on the grass and now switching him over. But it sounds like the whole time you guys have really wanted to think dirt with him. Yeah. And he, he you know, we can only work on the dirt, you know, right. here locally. So he's had a lot of dirt, um, you know, growing up and he's been on it a lot and he travel seems to travel well on it. And he's had some, he had the bullet uh, that Sunday before Billy was there and we saw it. And, uh, you know, he looked good. He got the bullet that day. And so, um, yeah, it, it seems. And, you know, I think candy rides, you know, John's other candy rides were synthetic. They could run on dirt. They could run on turf. It just didn't seem to matter. These, they seem to be really versatile horses, and this guy seems to be the same. Costa, i got to ask, um, when you purchased him, I, I feel like, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I don't see you guys going out there for a lot of big money yearlings. You know, you do a lot of private purchases, I feel like. Um, this was kind of off the beaten path for me. Am I just completely crazy about that? No, you're exactly right. Um, I think John kind of fell in love with the horse and, um, actually we ended up buying two kind of out of our price range and we partnered up with a couple of, of, on both of them just to kind of lessen the risk factor. I think we see more and more of that going on nowadays with the fancy Mm two-year-olds people partner up and instead of taking a chance with one or two, they, you know, maybe take half of four or five, you know, just, mm-hmm. and it just seems to make more sense that way, especially when you just have no idea at these yearling sales, 
what's going to happen. So what did John tell you to convince you? Like, okay, I know we normally buy older horses, but I'm, I'm in love with this yearling. You know, and I've known Tala. He, he was there. He's been there longer than I have. And um, um, so it was easy. John just said, hey, I'm going to put you and Michael together in a couple and that'll lessen the risk and we'll spread this out a little bit so we don't really take a chance on one big one like this on our own because, you know, you just don't enjoy those kind of hits. So, um, I mean, it worked out. So, um, yeah, that was John's call all the way that John made the decision. Uh, I've never we talk about a lot of stuff, but uh, to be honest with you, John has the final call. OK, yeah, it's you know, it's interesting. I have two two follow up to that, Costa, because you and I have spoken about sales. Um, I know you are you have avoided the two-year-old sales. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Because you've gone primarily to these yearlings and to private purchases. Tell us a little bit about that strategy. Yeah, and, and the strategy just has come with math. I mean, I, I like to analyze everything. It's all along with my accountant, evidently. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've just, we've, had, we've just had better luck at the yearling sales. We just we pay a little less, and we've ended up with better horses. Uh, the two-year-old um, sales have been kind of a struggle for us. Now, we've got Edgeway, who came out of a two-year-old sale, and she's uh, brilliant. Um, she's very fast. She's only ran a few races, but she's she's back in this Saturday over at Oakland. Um, so, yeah, she may be the hero of the group that comes out of it. But just our history, historically, we've just done much better on the yearling sales, and we've done really well with the private purchases, whether it be here in the States or or from Europe, but yeah, that's kind of been our bread and butter. Um, that's kind of what made us to where we are today, to be honest with you. Sure. No, well, it makes a lot of sense. And the other thing that you said that I think makes sense, and obviously I run a partnership, more of a, um, a different style of partnership. It's not necessarily two people getting together, but you, you noticed this trend and I've noticed this trend and you see it with uh, Windstar and China Horse Club or, uh, you know, Heronis uh, uh, and Talia, whatever it is, people are getting together, which wasn't always the way to do it in the past, but it's it, Tell me a little bit about why you think that trend is happening. I, I guess for me to see Windstar and China Horse Club try to minimize their risk. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Uh, I guess I guess I don't. I guess you know, I'm I'm I've only went to junior college, but uh, it didn't take a you know it didn't take a graduate from Northwestern to figure this out. There you go. That, uh, if these guys are minimizing their risk on this kind of stuff, this might be the ticket. So we went that way. We bought a little fancier yearlings than we normally do, and Rock Your World has turned out. The other one we bought has not even worked out yet. So you just never know. It's just one of those deals. But with the with it, I, I was just going to say, Michelle, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you. I think that do you think it has something to do with with egos and the fact that nowadays people are okay? I mean, Rock Your World wore the tall your um, silks in the San Diego Derby after wearing your silks twice. Um, you know, in the past, I'm not so sure that was happening. I think maybe today's racing and the way the world is with minimizing risk, you said it best. I think that's that's still, I think it's going to be even a bigger trend. And if you look at some of the sales, p different people are hooking up with different people. Yeah, it's becoming more and more popular. Like you said, just it's just, I guess you just, like I said, you end up with more horses, more pieces. Um, I, I think it's just strictly, I know for me, it's just strictly a business decision. Just, I, I'm. this is not, 
I, this is not a hobby for us anymore. We're, we're, we're in too deep. So <laughs> it's, uh, the hobby went out the window and now we're just trying to make it all work and make the numbers work and to where it all makes sense. So that's for us, it was just strictly a business decision. And uh, again, because John Sadler says so. Yes. John Sadler <laughs> says so. John's rules. Costa, I want to ask about his name. What is rock your world? What does it, what does it mean? Where does it come from? I actually deferred the naming to, uh, to Mr. Talla and I let him name the two that we bought just out of respect. Cause like, again, he'd, he'd been with John longer and I'm just like, as you know, I'm a very respectful person and I just deferred that to him and I don't know where it came from and I've never asked. What happens if you gave him like a terrible name? It, it didn't matter. I just, said that would have been fine. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, You've never so talked about where he got the name from. I, I can't. Come no, on. I've never, I've never asked. I've never asked. See, this is why people like Costa, Michelle. This is why people like it. Michael Tala. Yeah. I feel like this is precisely why, because, Michelle, you wouldn't just let me name a horse. And that's why people don't like you and they like Costa. And they don't like me because I would do the same thing. I'd be like, run it by me. I let you name him, but, like, if if he costs $650,000, I want to know, well, why do you like that name? (laughs) Costa Hronis, a husband of Stephanie, joining us here on the owner's box. Costa, you, (laughs) you like that. I love it. Okay, good. Uh, you know, um, okay, we had Bill Strauss on the show a few weeks ago, actually before uh, uh, Hot Rod Charlie won the Louisiana Derby. And I talked to Bill yeah, all the I time. Li- I to it. Yeah, he, he's just, it, Bill's the greatest. I know you serve on the TOC board with him. Um, it, he, he basically is not sleeping anymore. I mean, his entire life is now uh, for the first Saturday in May, just getting ready for it. I mean, from, you know, renting the house to where he's having dinner to how many people to where he's sitting. Like, are you prepared for this? Are you not sleeping? You sound extremely calm. Yeah, I mean, I'm real happy that we're that we're going to the Derby. Um, Stephanie's taking care of all the plans and getting all that other stuff set up and where we're going to eat and sleep and how we're going to get from A to Z. And she's going to be at the drawing. I'm going to stay at work. Uh, I put my. I go to work Monday morning. I'm a. I'm like I keep telling Grind you. I'm out. just a grape grower. Just a grape grower. So uh, just a grape grower. Yeah. So just a simple grape grower. So yeah, I work Monday through Friday and put in a lot of hours. And so yeah, I just I go back to work mode. Um, I'll I, I'll talk to John occasionally through the week, but uh, no, I just yeah, I'm really cool about it. I just I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I'm I'm not going to be losing sleep until probably the last few days there you go michelle has some Uh, questions go yeah costa knowing that you don't ship out of town all the time and like you say you like to stay home is a race like the derby a bucket list type race oh 100 percent. yeah i'd love to actually i've yeah i've always talked about the the derby and the preakness and the belmont uh, the met mile just i mean those kinds of things Mm -hmm. as a horse race fan um yeah, I I would just love to be in the Met Mile someday. That would just be that's 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 another one on the on the bucket list that just would love to love to do. I'd like to go over and you know run one of the turf races you know in England with the Queen. But, oh uh, yeah, just, yeah. Someday, someday that we'll that, that would be awesome. I'd really I'd really yeah. appreciate that. Well, you'd look yeah. good in one of those hats. Oh, okay. I can I see can Costa in a tail. He'd look great. Too. Yeah, you will. 100%. Yeah, 100%. With the, the, with the, the farmer can do that. Yeah, with the, little, but with have... the little salt and pepper hair coming out the side. Like, you know what I mean? Let it there grow a little bit. I yeah, think it looks good. Dapper. There you go. <laughs> so, do, you, uh, do you pick your outfits for Derby, or does Stephanie get control of that? Um, she used to be the have control over that. Um, 
I felt like I, we weren't having good luck, so I went a different direction. Whoa. And then so Accelerate, Accelerate uh, came through, and she, she kind of gave in on a few items that she was, you know, that's too baggy for you. I'm like, yeah, but it's comfortable. So, uh, Comfort we, is key. We kind of meet, meet in the middle now, so I get to pick it out, but she has to approve it. Okay. Okay. I think okay. that's fair. Middle ground. That's a great name for a horse, by the way, middle ground. Middle ground. There you go. I like that. I'm going to reserve that. Um, Costa, also, do you have a favorite horse ever of yours? I mean, Accelerate is uh, uh, Lady of Shamrock. You know, she's put us on the map. Without mm-hmm. her success, her success told me and my brother that anybody can do this. You don't mm-hmm. have to be a multi-zillionaire. You don't have to own uh, oil companies and stuff. It, this is for anyone. Um, we bought her very... Um, inexpensive horse that won all her turf races as a three-year-old and, and just kind of put us on the map and made us believe that, yeah, you know what, we can do this. So uh, Lady of Shamrock, I, I got to give all, a lot of credit to. And claiming Iotapa, um, another one that ended up in the Breeders' Cup and ran third, just those kinds of things. You just uh, We bought Accelerate as a yearling, um, and he wins the Breeders' Cup Classic. So, yeah, it just, uh, I guess Accelerate, would be the the star crown jewel of, of the barn, but I got to give credit to Lady of Shamrock for actually making us believe we could be part of this business. Oh, oh I God. love that. Seriously, this that is again, this answer. is why people like him. This okay, is I it. have one more question. I have one more question. <laughs> Go ahead. What is the plur- What is the plural of Heronis? Like when we say the Heronises, or the, is it the Heroni? I love. I, I love the Heroni. I'm like, congratulations to the Heronises. I like is Heroni. That right? <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's right. I think we okay. should start that. I think the it is Heronises, but I love Heroni better. Yeah. I actually said Heroni the other day. I have a fun Just, fact. Yeah. Let's. I have a fun fact. We started a new segment, Costa, on our show called Fun Facts. Um, okay. We actually started it today. And uh, here's a trivia question for you, Michelle. You know the answer, so don't don't say anything. Okay. Where did Accelerate finish in his debut, and who beat him, and who was third? He got beat by your horse. Yes, and uh, and and um, Arrogate was was behind us. Yes, Arrogate was third. Um, Amazing. And it was the one. It's named after a basketball. Yes, Westbrook. Term. Westbrook. That's it. It was Westbrook. Westbrook beat Accelerate. That was the horse of the year. Beat arrogant horse of the year and then we ended up running for 50 about three starts later so um typical of you know the little red feather way i'm just kidding it's not it was so sad (laughs) they blow their load early hey easy this is we're gonna get canceled (laughs) we can't get canceled that's what we don't want costa listen you've given us so much time we love having you on the show we wish you the absolute best of luck with rock your world i'm sure i'm going to be there for sure so i'm going to have my um, my either my Rock Your World hat. I might have multiple hats. Like I want to Rock Your oh, World, Hot Rod Charlie. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have a hot. Billy, Billy, yeah. you gotta wear pins. They make pins. For oh, that. that's what I'll do. Okay, I'll get pins. Okay, great. I'm gonna get some pins, Costa. But one last thing, because we always ask, and we know you answered it uh, the last time you were on the show five years ago. Um, give our our new owners that like to listen to the show some. What's the what's the biggest thing you've learned from once you started? to right now yeah i guess the biggest thing i've learned was i had no idea i I thought i had got enough knowledge before i put my toe in the water 
through all the homework and and all the reading I did and everything about the horse ownership and thoroughbred racing and everything, uh, I found out once I got in, I knew nothing. Um, I was blessed to have John Sadler not only train our first horse, but train the Hironis family on how to be owners. Uh, I got to give him all the credit for that. But yeah, we, I, I think, again, if someone's listening and is thinking about doing this, I, and I, I'm, I'm not saying this because of little red feathers, my, my neighbor, uh, upstairs at Santa Anita, but really get involved, go to a partnership, get your feet wet, learn from that. You'll learn from, you'll see different trainers that you guys have and different horses and different styles. And, uh, I think that's the way to do it nowadays. Just go in and, and test the waters and, and just try to be a sponge and learn all you can learn. Um, but it's, it's, this has been, like I said, I don't have a lot of hobbies, but this has changed my life. I've just, I love I love thoroughbred horse racing. I love all the people that have that I've met and been around. And um, I, the one person I didn't talk about today that I got to give a huge amount of credit to that needs to come to the race with Rock Your World is his groom Victor Carpio. Because without Victor and his daily care of Rock Your World, we're not where we're at today. So Aww. I got to give Victor a, a shout out because he take. I mean that horse is. It's not. It's not my horse. It's Victor's horse. It's really not Talos. It's Victor's horse. He's, He's with that horse every day and, and, you know, does everything for him. So I got to give him a big shout out for the job he's done with him since he was a baby. Awesome. That's so sweet. All right. All right. That's enough. That's enough of good, good person, Costa. We have to go back to being mean to each other. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. We really appreciate it. And, and we will definitely see you in Kentucky. The best to you and Stephanie and Victor and Mr. Talia and Sadler and rock your world winner of the Santa Anita Derby. And he's on to Kentucky. Thanks, Costa. Thank you, guys. It's an honor and a pleasure. All right, bud. Michelle, we're back. Oh. We had to take a little break. I mean, I just, he's just so nice. I know. He's, I, I want to be like that. <laughs> how, how, I just don't get it. Like, he, he, he just, just gives breathes, credit to everybody. He breathes respect. Respect. He lets people name the horses. I mean, you would literally kill me. Oh, Michelle, uh, we bought a horse together. I'm naming it. You'd be like, no, you're not. <laughs> You do come up with a lot of good names, so I would say it's fine. But I would definitely like want to pull to Stephanie and be like, "I need to have like yes and no." You know what I mean? Approval. Yeah, approval. I don't know about just blindly letting you name it. No, and and just the story about the groom. I mean, can't you know what it brought me back to Goldacova's groom running down the Churchill Down stretch with her? (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean that that's one of my favorite all time moments. He was so proud of her. Oh, he's so proud of her. And listen. And what Costa says is so true. I mean, there's still, I'm still learning. Michelle, I, I listen, you work with horses every day. I'm sure you're still learning. I'm sure Constantly. even from the handicapping and from the ownership and from the claiming game that you guys have played. And congratulations on your big weekend back-to-back wins for Ryan Hansen, by the way. Thank um, you. You know, we're, we're, it's a constant, constant battle of, of, of information that's thrown mm-hmm. at you that you have to process it and you have to take it and you have to learn from your mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. It's going right. to happen. Um, uh, we ran a horse on Saturday. We tried him on the dirt in a stake after breaking his maiden on the grass at Calbred. And two seconds after the race, we talked to Johnny V and he said that he's a turf horse. And but Phil- wait, didn't, didn't the rider say after his last race, don't run him on the grass? Again? Exactly. Don't run him on the grass. <laughs> try him on the dirt. So we try him on the dirt. The guy says he's a turf horse. And Phil just, te- Phil D'Amato, he texts me after the race. He goes, if I try to do that again, please stop me. Don't let me do that. <laughs> you know, and so even these guys, like, even these guys who have been in the game for years are trainers. They're still learning. 
you know, there's right. still trial and error. And I think it's really important when you get in this game, you're just not always going to have the answers. I think what happens is uh, people have success. They instantly think they know a lot more than they really do. And that leads to unsuccessful behavior. Um, and I think uh, so we can all take a little bit from from Costa Hronas, who's who is I know we joke about it, but he is he's so likable and, and we root for him and he's a good friend of ours and good friend of the show. So um, I, I personally, I'm, I'm really rooting for them and my, our good friend Bill Strauss. And I'm sure by the time the Derby field is announced, uh, we'll have others, Michelle, that that we have a rooting interest for. Well, for sure. You know, we love to root for especially our past guests. And you know what? I'm going to say one more thing. I'm going to do a little soapbox here. OK. All right. The haters, like you say, there's always haters. Like, it takes so much more energy to be a hater than it is to be a rooter, right? Like, you have to actually go out of your way to say, I hope they don't win. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just so much easier. I'm personally, I feel, and I don't know this for sure, but I think you can see this in me that I'm definitely, I root for a lot of people. I mean, we have so many friends in the game. Uh, when I see you and Ryan win, I mean, I think it's fantastic. You know, I, I just. There's too many haters out there. Let's stop it. Let's just be good. Let's just be like Costa. Right. Let's oh. all be like Costa. That's my <gasps> I should make a shirt that says that. Be like Costa. Be like Costa. And on the back, I can say Hironi. Uh, there you go. That'd be really cool. All right. Well, Michelle, that's it. We're done. Oh, we have an ad, don't we? Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do that after. We're going to just pop it in. We could pop it in oh. now. Yeah. You're getting so good at this. I know. Billy. We're popping things in. I mean, we could talk about, do you want to talk really quickly about our network and our, and our, all of our Twitter accounts and all that? Oh well, of course we yeah. love to pop. We love to talk about our uh, network of in the money. Uh, we are. You can follow them on Twitter at in the money media, or you can go on to their website at in the money and you can subscribe to their newsletter, or you can listen to our whole stable of really great podcasts. There's uh, obviously JK plus one, Matt Bernier, Pete and John, uh, Nick Luck. There's all kinds of great stuff. My ours. good friend, my good friend George Scott, who listens to our podcast. Um, gave them a huge compliment he goes there is such good content on their on all of their stuff like you can whatever you're looking for um he said you can find there whether it's handicapping or owners or trainers you know what acacia mm -hmm. courtney does all kinds of stuff about i think sales, sales and breeding. And yeah maggie wolfenville does off track um so she like follows up on horses that were x-ray horse race horses no, it's, great. it's just great stuff it's just a little something for everything on in the money podcast you can follow me at bklrf you can follow michelle at the michelle you you can follow the show at own a horse and they, we always post these uh these on twitter uh the next uh well it's going to be wednesday morning now so on wednesday morning i always screw that up <laughs> what was that billy i don't know it's tuesday <laughs> afternoon but we're posting this tomorrow <laughs> all right guys wow. until next week oh michelle by the way i yeah. have a very very special guest for you coming you, up who is it i can't tell you but it's going to be on 420 420 it's going to be does it have something to do with 420 no but that'd be really funny if i did okay well when you said like <laughs> i have a special guest all the stuff i'm not I even was gonna sure here's that the thing about this show coming up on 420 i'm not even gonna tell you who the guest is and i'm not even gonna announce it we're going right into the interview really yes okay you don't need to prep Okay. I don't need to prep. That is, you know, that like right now I have super anxiety. Okay. I'm going to tell you before, but I'm not going to tell you now. We'll do it. I'll tell okay. you next week. So you have one more week of anxiety. 
All right. Love you, Just Michelle. Just the fact that you say no prep gives me anxiety. No, thank you very much for always doing this and putting up with me. I appreciate it. Thanks to all the listeners here on In The Money Media. Um, we really appreciate it. If you have any questions about horse racing, email me, billy at littleredfeather.com. You want to get involved in a partnership, especially I'm in Kentucky right now. So anybody listening, I will be here for most of April. So if anybody wants to uh, grab a beer, it's on me. So uh, oh, we'll, we'll see you. So team. happy to hear that. There you go. All right. That's it. We're ending the show. Bye. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu.